Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the To A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate you for listening in. Uh, I want to appreciate you guys for, you know, again, bearing with me on uh, the last podcast uh, being a little late. Uh, so, you know, just appreciate everything that you guys are listening, that you uh, hopefully have a subscribe to the podcast, leaving reviews. I will say we are kind of slacking on the reviews. Like, I know how many downloads like each podcast gets. Uh, and I know exactly like percentage wise uh, where it comes from and, you know, what podcast platform you're listening to and all that kind of shit. So I will say we have not had any new reviews. Uh, since Mike left us, so I don't know if you just don't like me that much. Leave it in a review. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but just leave us a review. Like I said, the the swag offer of leaving us a review is still in effect. So if you leave us a review, screenshot it, and once it hits us, we will send you guys some free shit. So that is still out there. Go ahead and check out our social media. We are everywhere at Two A Lifestyle. That's me. We uh, of course Facebook, Instagram. We even have a Twitter. Uh, even though I'm not too active on the Twitter. Uh, you know, main ones are Instagram and Facebook. Also, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Uh, Patreon is the best way to support the podcast. Even if you guys give us just a dollar, uh, I greatly appreciate anything you guys give us. It's going directly into this podcast. It goes to uh, publishing this podcast. It goes to things like I just, you know, registered for Shot Show. Reg- Shot Show registration actually just came up. Uh, that's paid. So I am going to Shot Show. If it is not canceled, well, fuck it. Regardless, I'm I'm going to Vegas. Uh, you know, the 18th through the 22nd. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be there whether they have shots or not. And we'll hopefully see some people in the industry. And if you have anything that you are specifically looking into, let us know. That is the best way also for us to put out the, the content that you guys want and crave. Also, if you want to have anybody on the podcast, any you know particular industry, manufacturer, anything like that, let us know. Uh, we are going to be also making contacts to have, uh, you know, people on for interviews about the products that they're releasing and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, guys, it is the best way to make sure that you get what you want. Email me at 2alifestyle at mail.com. That's the number 2alifestyle at mail.com. And just let us know uh, what you got and what you're wanting. Uh, also, we do have a special guest on the podcast. We will introduce him in the main segment. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment. Hey, I blew the whole bag on they flights, ain't leaving the homies. If he really gained to get him a chain, no cubits and conies. White zombie in the stogie, stood firm, never folded. Furthest name from a rotor, you put the jacket on and you bogus. Yeah, big dog and they know it. I had to spin off to stay focused. Long jab on the motion, we on the bandit ship when it's hopeless. I'd have been focused on and they know well, we do have a good bit of good stuff going on in this podcast. A lot of news. A lot has happened in the last two weeks. But before that, let's go ahead and introduce the special guest. You know him. You love him. He came back for a special debut because he stated, you know, is it debut or debut? I don't know. Debut. I don't uh, think it either of us really know. Oh, there you go. And see, that is the <laughs> voice right there. It is Mike. Mike uh, is, you know, back for a little appearance. He said that he was free this weekend and asked if he wanted to, if I, if he could come on. I said, man, that fucking co-host slot is yours to keep whenever you want it. And if I'm sounding a little fucking mush mouth, uh, we are recording this on Sunday, the day after Daylight Savings Time ending. Uh, so fucking... Oh, so fucking like sleep schedule, poop schedule, everything's like fucking thrown off. So I'm a little off. And let me tell you about how 
last night I got stuck in the Purdue versus Michigan State traffic, and but, it was the worst time of my oh, life. But I know you don't watch college football, right? Yeah, yeah, you watch it. I don't. Man, fuck Michigan State. Like, first off, they're, like, just always the, the paper tigers. They always act big and bad, but they never can fucking fall through. And there's this one fucking play where a Purdue receiver uh, caught the ball and he's running along the sidelines, and a Michigan State player tried to tackle him, and he stopped. And it was hilarious because he got, like, one arm around the Purdue receiver, and the fucking uh, the Purdue receiver just flung him, and that motherfucker went flying like a fucking, you know, like, uh, you've ever seen, like, Helicopter Cat? Like, you know, those kind of YouTube videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker went flying like Helicopter Cat along the sideline. It was hilarious. You know, that and, makes me very happy to hear because, like, I didn't watch it, but I was telling, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, you know what? If Purdue doesn't win, I'm going to be even more pissed about being stuck in traffic. Oh, well, see, and I knew Purdue was going to win, man. Purdue is one of those teams that likes to just fuck up people's, like, seasons. You know, like, they never have a good winning season themselves, but they always like to fuck up people that have winning records and are in, like, you know, the contention for the playoffs or whatever it may be. Uh, they always fuck it up for them. So I loved it. Yeah, I just... loved every second of it. This is the only sporting event that I've ever bet on, and I won $300, so I'm pretty happy. Uh, speaking of which, roll fucking tide. That's awesome. Yeah, like, dude, like <laughs> I was just like, you know, I'm not even going to watch this. I'm just going to throw my money down, and if I lose it, I lose it. And we got home, and I was like, oh, hey, look, I actually won some money. That's kind of nice. How much did you uh, put it for the bet? You would ask me that, and I honestly don't remember because it was like two weeks ago. And you made money. That's all that matters. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. That's all that matters. I made money. Exactly. Didn't lose money. Uh, unlike I lost some in Shibu Inu. That fucking uh, cryptocurrency needs to come back. Dude, I am waiting. I, like I, I have some money in Shiba, but most of my money is in Bitcoin, and I'm waiting for Bitcoin to hit 75, which it's supposed to be hitting pretty soon. Yeah, I made oh, like hell of gats. Oh my gosh, man! I made uh, like four hundred dollars in Dogecoin. I like I put in like twenty five dollars into it, like just nonchalantly uh, at the very beginning of the whole uh, Wall Street bets kind of shit. And I was like, oh man, like they're talking about this Dogecoin. I'm gonna put some money in it. It's like pretty cheap, so I bought it for like twenty five bucks. And then uh, I totally fucking forgot about it until it started just like you know going back into the thing, and everybody said it's gonna hit a dollar. And I was like, oh shit, I, I have some money in in, uh, in Dogecoin. And I didn't pull out at the height. I, sh I wish I would have. I'd have made a lot more money, but I still made like four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's uh, which crazy. Was nice. And it's still like ebb and flowing, which is wild to me. What's What's even more wild to me is um, a friend of a mutual friend of ours threw in eight. I, I want to say eight grand into Shiba when it first got launched. And oh shit, son! Now. He's completely retired. He's done. Yeah, man. Fuck. It, it's some. Yeah, damn, man. Like, I didn't put a whole lot of money into Shiba Inu, but, like, I've lost, like, 40 bucks already, so. Yeah, I'm down, um, like, $5. I'm not yeah. mad. I was just like, you know, this is this is extra cigarette money, so if I lose it, I lose a couple packs of cigarettes, which is good for my lungs, so I yeah. win either way. Yeah, I, I, I invested later uh, into it, like, soon, like, a little bit after the whole Doge thing, like, really pumped up, uh, and, uh, you know, when it was on its uptrend, and I should have gotten it. Like, as soon as I cashed out on Doge, I should have. I'm not going to lie. Like, I still see Doge hitting a dollar. And the primary reason be behind that is when AMC was about to go down was also when Doge was taking off. And a whole bunch of the people that pushed for Doge 
also pushed for AMC to be bumped, which ended up keeping the company alive. And if I remember correctly, AMC is going to be taking Dogecoin as as a form of payment, as a thank you to everyone that kept the company boosted throughout. You know, oh, that's cool shit. Stuff. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Well, I got the. I'm kind of sticking around on Shiba Inu, hoping that it gets on the Robinhood platform. I know there was a, a huge petition to put it on the Robinhood platform, and Robinhood is is kind of like fucking fuck off kind of uh, platform, just because of what they did there in the whole GameStop debacle. And uh, yeah, that was know, dirty. That was oh, dirty what they did. So motherfucking dirty, man. And uh, I'm hoping that once, you know, I'm keeping it in there until that happens or until I find something else that I can invest in. Uh, because it, if it does hit Robin Hood, like a lot of people are going to fucking invest into it, thinking it's going to be the next Doge. Now, a fun fact for you if you set up a Coinbase account, they give you some quizzes, which will give you like $39 worth of free crypto, and you can turn that into Shiba if you wanted to. Didn't I know that? That's where I uh, yeah. I invested in Shiba was Coinbase. Yeah, I do I do Coinbase, and then for like regular stocks, the only one, as far as I could tell, the only like small trading company that wasn't fucking people over like Robinhood and Webull did was SoFi, and I've been doing SoFi, and it's actually mm-hmm. turned out really well for me. That's cool. Well, shit. Let's let's get done with the investment. Uh, and of course, I'm not a financial investor, as you can tell. I've lost fucking money, so don't listen to me. Uh, I just want to say that if you invest in the Squid Game coin, you're a fucking idiot because you played into exactly what the Squid Game was. You say that, but how many people said the same thing about Doge and Shiba? Well, yeah, but no, this is like like this is my point. Like like Squid Game was a game specifically about risking your life for the biscuit, right? So someone makes a coin. I thought it was called, called Squid Game. What do you mean? You mean the Squid Game coin? The the, the South Korean one. You said risking it for the biscuit. Uh well smart ass anyway <laughs> anyway took me a second there but no so the show is about risking your life to get the money and someone makes the coin and people were stupid enough to buy it not realizing like this is a real life squid game but for your pocket and people literally invested money in it. I saw that I saw that if I remember correctly the squid game coin hit Coinbase it's like uh <laughs> I'm not that stupid. I know a trap when I see one. God damn, I feel like I need a tinfoil hat, man. That was so deep, Mike. I need waiters. We all do. Anyway, so anyway, the ne- the first story we're going to talk about, and anytime there is some sort of uh, firearms, shooting, sports news, uh, we are going to talk about it on this podcast because we uh, very much so boost the shooting sports just because that is how we are going to have our you know, our hobby, our passion, our love for the Second Amendment grow and even furthermore be normalized in the society uh, to where people, you know, don't see, a, you know, if they see a gun, they're not going to freak the fuck out and think that something bad's going to happen. So uh, this first story comes to us from Amland and its title is CMP adds new pistol series to Western game schedule in 2022. Now the CMP, if you don't know what that is, that is the civilian marksmanship program, which there are two facilities and it is actually a government run marksmanship program. Uh, there's one in Ohio in your neck of the woods, Mike, and then there's one uh, just up the road from me in Talladega. 
But these matches are going to be at the Ben Avery Shooting Facility, which is the one in Ohio. Uh, and what they are going to do is the Western CMP matches offer a little something for everyone. They have uh, you know rifle only events for like the Grand Springfield Vintage Military, Modern Military, Rimfire, so on and so forth. Uh, but such matches are going to be added. Uh, include the Pistol 2700, uh, which I think is an air rifle. Uh, like an air pistol, uh, 22 rimfire pistol, EIC pistol, 1911, and military and police service pistols. Uh, so that's just kind of cool. I, you know, anytime that they expand some stuff like that, uh, that's cool news. Uh, speaking of expansion, uh, this is something I didn't pull up, but I wanted to mention. Now I'm thinking about it. Is uh, quantified performance uh, run by Ash and uh, some other good folks out there? We actually had Ash on the podcast previously. Uh, they are going to be expanding also their uh, matches in the arena in Georgia. They're going to be having, I want to say, I think if I remember correctly from his release, they're going to be having a, a rifle match every month or every other month. It's one of the two. But also what they're going to be doing is like a championship series where uh, you can you know sign up for the championship series for quantified performance and you know you pay a fee to enter it and they track your points and if you have so many points by the end of the year that's when they're going to have their big championship match which is normally in October they always been having it in October because uh, that's like when the weather is most agreeable in the south so they're going to be having it starting in March and some of those matches at the arena they're going to be doing it uh, I think you know some are going to be two days some are going to be one day they're also going to have some instruction uh, from very good instructors out there as part of your match uh, they're looking at doing, including the, uh, Las Vegas match cause they've expanded into Las Vegas. Uh, so it's, it's some good stuff happening at quantified performance. If you're interested in, and basically what, uh, they specialize in is, uh, the, the gas rifle, uh, kind of long range. So AR platforms, but it doesn't have to be AR platform rifles as long as it's not like a bolt action type rifle. Uh, and they go up to like a thousand yards. Uh, I know in one of their stages, the one time I went to it, I'm hoping to actually get into one of those matches next year. So very excited about that. Uh, this mean, next, just don't ahead. bet on yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, don't no, I'm not going to bet on myself. But you know what's really good is uh, Ash has done a really good job with quantified performance in getting sponsors and having the sponsors donate stuff. So uh, like when I went, um, I mean like people at the very bottom, got to go you know they had like these huge you know like it was probably like if i remember like anywhere between like six to eight tables and it's just chocked full of shit like and some of it was really really nice shit like worth you know maybe you know three to five hundred dollars and then some of it was you know still really cool shit and it was like maybe worth you know 40 to 60 bucks and you had your choice that you could walk through and, you know of course they started with the winners you know the overall winner and so on and then the winners in each division and they just kind of went down the list and they just let them go in there and you could pick whatever you wanted and it, it was really nice man like i said every, everybody left out there with at least one thing and most people left out of there with more than one thing because at the end of it they had a bunch of like small cheap stuff like shirts and hats and and little stuff like that that nobody wanted uh and you just got to go in there and and, and get what you wanted so it was really cool it was really you know uh actually does some great work with those quantified performance matches you know it sounds like my girlfriend would be really mad with me because she's already complaining about how many hats i have 
Fuck, man. You and me both. And I just got rid of, of a shit ton of hats, and I still have at least, like, probably like probably 18 to 24 hats. I got two hat racks, one at the front door with like my most used hats. And then like one here in my like gun podcast room, uh, where I have like, you know, kind of like my special purpose hats, like some hats that have like some special meaning to me that I just don't wear that often. That kind of deal. Yeah. That's about how much, like I get one every time we go on a vacation or go somewhere new, I have to get the hat to show that I've been there and all those hats get put into the closet. And then I have my regular rotation of hats for like, you know, going to work or going out to the store or going outside because my hair is really fucked up. So, I mean, I know you don't have that problem, but that's right. In my beard. Do. I, in my beard. You know, it kind of gets a little disheveled. <laughs> but um, I'm that way with stickers. I love stickers. We just went to like this huge flea market that they have once a month uh, yesterday. And there's a dude there that had like a fucking shit ton of stickers. And like some were like really cool. Like that were like old vintage like cartoons, like Nickelodeon from the 90s kind of cartoons. And they had a, a shit ton of anime and then, like a shit ton of like. Um, like old American style tattoo kind of tattoo like stickers and it was just a bunch of shit and I was like oh man I ended, it was like two for a dollar and ended up buying uh, thirteen dollars worth of stickers I put I mean, them on my gun you know safe what? Like, water I really wish I would have gotten into stickers when I was younger because like when I was younger I was a I was more of a neat freak you know what I mean so it was like you know throwing a sticker on something was sacrilegious to me it would make it messy really yeah yeah like don't ask me why but that's just how i was and now i'm in the stickers but at the same time i'm not because it's like okay if this ever breaks i'm gonna lose these stickers and these stickers that's are the only sweet. thing i hate man fuck like i still have like i've gone through like a couple of water bottles because either like the handles broke on them or the lid or something like that and uh, i still have like two of my old water bottles just because i really like some of the stickers on them yeah speaking of water bottles there is a cool company that um you know, I found out about while we were on vacation a couple weeks ago. It's called Mir, M-I-R. And when you purchase one of their cups or one of their thermoses or whatever, it actually goes that they donate a portion of that purchase to a cause in the United States and only in the United States from what I was reading. It's really kind of sweet. That's kind of cool. But, like, I drink a fuck ton of water. Like, I have, I, like, you know, we're not on video, but this thing is probably maybe, like, a l little over a liter worth of water bottle. And I drink about four or five of those a day. So I got to have, like, a fuck ton of water. You know, there's such a thing as oversaturation. And you can die from it? Not from my big ass. Like, my fucking 6'5 big ass. It needs a lot of water to sustain it. Did you ever hear, you know, speaking of this, I know we're getting way off track. Did you ever hear about the situation out in California where it was like a water drinking contest? And the fucking chick died? It was yeah. for uh, Hannah Montana tickets, I think, if I remember correctly. It was either Hannah Montana was, or Justin Bieber. It I was thought like, it was for a console, like an, like an Xbox or a Wii or some shit like that. And she was trying to get it for a child because she yeah, was like a present. Yeah, you might be right. It, it's something. It was something along that. I just remember like it was the prize. It was something for her daughter. And uh, even in like the recording, the de the disc jockeys were like, "I wonder if anybody could die from drinking too much water." And this fucking chick did. Yeah, and I think they had like a nurse on hand, and the nurse was like, "You need to stop right now. Like yeah. this needs to end." And they're like, "Oh no, she'll be fine. All she's doing is drinking water." Yeah, how'd that turn out? Uh, about like Alec Baldwin's acting career. Oh goddamn. Fucking Alec Baldwin, man. That that story. That's the that's the story that just keeps on giving. It really is, and you know what? Like, it, it, there is there is some irony around it, and you know, people can get as butt hurt about me saying that as they want. Oh, a girl died. Yeah, well, it's ironic that she died. She died 
by a gun being held by a dude who has pushed gun control. A dude who has said, I I don't know if he said it, but all his friends do, that we need to have mandated safety courses. Well, why wasn't there a mandated safety course? For the movie set. There's so much fucked about that, man. Like, And there was that one tweet that says it was in regards to like an article, I think, where like somebody accidentally shot and killed somebody. And he's like, I couldn't imagine how it would feel if to actually shoot and kill somebody. That's why we need to ban guns and dumb shit like that. But uh, that armor on that set, holy shit, man. She was like 23, I think, is what I remember correctly. 23, 24. And apparently, like, I don't know what the fuck you have to do to become an armorer on a Hollywood movie set. But Apparently like not the, much. the bar is pretty fucking low because this chick, uh, Nicholas Cage, came out and said that uh, when a movie that this chick was the armor on, uh, she um, apparently like fucked his hearing up because, uh, you know, they put like the, the wrong powder charge bullet, you know, blanks and all that kind of stuff in a gun. And one of the guns went off next to him and he had like hearing loss for a little bit. You know, he said it affected his hearing. Uh, so even like Nicolas Cage said, like this armor was shit. And of course, well, I mean, that's what happens when you let affirmative action and on your hiring processes bro don't even get me started i've seen some of the pictures because that's one thing i thought i was like who is the armor in this and i looked up pictures of her and stuff it was all of it was bad man all of it was bad yeah and uh, aforementioned legislation is probably why yep we can't discriminate even if they don't know what they're doing no shit, man. Well, this next story we're going to talk about comes from Tactical Life, uh, and it is titled Palmetto State Armory's Marketing Ace and Let's Go Brandon AR-15 Lower. Now, if you aren't familiar, uh, in the last podcast episode, we actually had the uh, funny song Let's Go Brandon from, I think it was like Lonzo somebody. Uh, it's one of the buffer music. And if you aren't familiar with what happened was is like in sporting events around the country in multiple sporting events, you know, you know, the, it, whether it's football, whatever the fuck it is, it's all sporting. Uh, fuck Joe Biden. Yes. They're chanting fuck Joe Biden. And at a NASCAR race, uh, this NASCAR reporter, uh, was talking to a race car driver that won, and his name was Brandon. And they said, oh, look, you know, they're, they're shouting you. Let's go, Brandon. And it has since become a – because a lot of the crowds were getting, like, in trouble for saying fuck Joe Biden. And, you know, they were, you know, not hosting it in, like, certain public places. So this was kind of like the PG way to get around the censorship of the – you know, the media and the cable news networks uh, to still kind of let people know what they're talking about. You know, and, and you know, I mean, it's kind of it's disgruntling to me because, one, the press censoring it is infringing upon people's freedom of speech. Yep. You know, they aren't supposed to be regulating that out at all. It's, it goes against how they are regulated. The other thing is, you know, the fuck Joe Biden movement was just starting to get really, really big. Mm-hmm. People were starting to realize, hey, the media is lying to us. Most people actually hate this fucking guy. Yep. And now it's let's go, Brandon. It's like, OK, most people aren't going to catch on to what let's go, Brandon means. Yep. So I'm, I'm like, it's funny. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's hilarious. I feel bad for everyone named Brandon, but <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's amazing. I didn't even think about it that way. That is so awesome. Oh, but, shit. <laughs> but, like, I, I just really wish that we could keep the fuck Joe Biden thing going. Because, like, ever since I was a kid, I cannot think about any presidency 
that was hated so fucking much that literal soccer moms and grandmothers in an upstate New York mall were sitting in the food court yelling, fuck this president. The only one I can think of is Joe Biden. What's great about it is that, you know, they're like. There was people that I think that probably hated Donald Trump more than they hate Joe Biden. But even the Joe Biden supporters are just quiet. You know, like with Trump, you either really fucking liked him or you really fucking hated him. And there was like hardly any in between. And with with Joe Biden is you really fucking hate Joe Biden or you just don't care about Joe Biden. No, it's not that you don't care about Joe Biden. It's that you're absolutely fucking silent because you're embarrassed about who you voted for. Anyway, to go on back to the story, though, with Palmetto State, if you aren't familiar, Palmetto State is a manufacturer of firearms and accessories uh, out of South Carolina, hence the Palmetto State uh, name and the the title of their their company. Uh, But they make these specialized uh, AR-15 lowers, and, you know, they're really— Hey, 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 they aren't specialized. They're meme lowers. Let's get things straight. Okay, thank you for correcting me, Mike. That's why why I like having you on here. Um, (laughs) But what's nice about it is that, you know, they, they make some cool stuff. I actually bought one of these uh, for Christmas for it was the Christmas story lower a while back just because I love Christmas story as a kid growing up. Uh, and I actually just made it an inoperable um, AR-15 Christmas tree. And so it just stands there and it's like painted in like Christmas colors and candy canes and all kinds of shit. And it's just like a, a AR-15 Christmas tree. Uh, so, you know, I think everyone would like to see you post a picture of that on the uh, Facebook page. I need to, man. Fucking for real. I I didn't have a whole lot of chance to do it last year. I didn't, I don't even think I set it up last year just because of the fact that last year, uh, I was getting ready for my girlfriend to move into the house and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, I will definitely be posting pictures up there. Uh, but in regards to this, this is like a meme lower than Palmetto State. And what's really fucking crazy about this is that a MSNBC reporter saw this being marketed and said that because, you know, Joe Biden is actually on the lower and it's a gun. He said this is a direct threat to the president. And he reported this to the Secret Service. And I'm just going to let you know, any time that there is a threat to the president, you know, whether it was found by the Secret Service themselves or whether it was, you know, given to them by an anonymous citizen or a concerned citizen, or whatever it may be, a actual Secret Service agent has to go out and investigate. And I know this because, like, some stupid country rapper in my jurisdiction back in 2016, uh, when Trump was elected, uh, made a rap song saying that he was going to do harm to Donald Trump. And uh, I saw two Secret Service agents at my department, and they're asking, "Hey, do you know this guy? Do you know where he lives?" And I'm like, uh, "No, I don't know who this guy is. What, what, why are y'all asking?" And they said, "Oh, well, you know, we're you know tasked with you know following up all these." you know, kind of bullshit threats against the president and we have to investigate every single one. So I'm guarantee you somebody at Palmetto State Armory met with a Secret Service agent in reference to this because of it. And of course the Secret Service come out and said that they see that there's no threat to uh you know Joe Biden in regards to this lower being made. But I just wanted to throw that ridiculous shit out there uh just because I thought it was insane. It would have been hilarious if Palmetto would have recorded said interview about whether <sighs> or not they were an actual threat. It would have been even ballsier if they would have sat there and like, yes, what are you going to do about it? 
Absolutely. That is amazing. Uh, next article comes to us from guns.com. Uh, and this is a fairly recent article, and it just goes to show, man, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, and the title of it is uh, Cult Issues Recall on Some AR-15 M4 Models. And this is any that were manufactured since March 5th of 2021. So if you had, you know, March, you know, bought a, a Colt AR-15 since March 5th, 2021, and there's certain serial numbers uh, you need to contact Colt immediately because they say that this could, you know, the the default in their product could cause death or serious physical injury. So I just want to say, like, earlier, I think it was earlier this year when we were doing a podcast together, I did make the comment, like, you know, I wouldn't be buying anything that was, that was made this year. No. And the QC's reason horrible. is... Well, yeah, QC is going to be horrible because everyone's trying to rush to get the supplies, and the supplies are not meeting quality control standards for literally anyone. Right? And it's crazy because, you know, Arrow, in our group chat, we talked about this. Arrow used to be known for decent quality stuff uh, that didn't break the bank. And then now there's so many stories of Arrow uh, parts that are just fucked. And that's crazy, you know, and, and it seems like, Arrow's not really doing a whole lot to try and fix it. Uh, or they say they're they're going to fix it, and then they never do. Uh, and that sucks just because, you know, and I think that's just kind of one of the things that Arrow came out and it, you know, came out that they were a decent, you know, company and they make decent stuff for a good price. And then everybody swamped them, and then they're just trying to keep up with it themselves. Yeah, and I think the worst part about this, this particular story is Colt just got finished being picked up by CZ. Yep. And the fact that CZ, like, like, you know, no matter if you like CZ or not, CZ literally lit these rifles pass. And that's well, concerning to me. I don't know, because it was in March. I'm trying to remember when that story came out. Yeah, let me look it up real quick. Yeah. You know, if it was, it was, like, probably, like, the last fucking thing that the, the Colt hired guy did was let these guys think, you know, let them go through the, the quality control line. Because that's, that is pretty fucking sorry. Yeah, this was, this was going to be, like, the last thing that they fucked up. Because it was May 27th was when the acquisition was finished. Yeah, so this is before then. I am not concerned anymore. Yeah, so. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, because I was kind of like, yeah, CZ's like a really good company. And I would be surprised if they let this uh, go through on their stuff. Which I will say that this, okay, so like I read the story and, you know, it says possible injury, serious, you know, death and stuff like that. But it's really all it is, is there was some issues with the triggers, uh, either become like binary triggers or fully automatic. So I guess there was a problem with the uh, firing pin retention or, you know, something wrong with the sear. And uh, it's a voluntary recall. So, uh, you know, if it was that serious, then make it mandatory. Recall. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Uh, next story comes to us from Amelan. Uh, and this is about the gun owner, you know, title of this gun owners recapture Virginia and victory sweep. Now, here we constantly say we do not care what the political party is as long as you are for the Second Amendment. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, just unequivocally Second Amendment supporter. Uh, but obviously, for, you know, a lot of, you know, political aspects in different parts of the countries, the primary party, the primarily of the major two parties, I'm not, not going to say, you know, I'm not going to throw in libertarians or whatever, just primarily of the two parties, Republicans are going to be the ones that support Second Amendment issues, and Democrats are primarily the ones opposed to it. We saw this in Virginia specifically a couple years ago whenever the Democrats swept the state legislature and 
they started passing all of those gun control laws in Virginia. And we saw uh, Lobby Day in Virginia, and it was a humongous outpouring of support for the Second Amendment in Virginia. You had people coming from all over the nation to support Virginia gun owners' Second Amendment rights. And now we have this, what's going on. And I'm telling you, this is a lot, you know, just not in Second Amendment issues, but kind of like it maybe in the national scale. A lot of people are seeing this as how, you know, this could be bad come next year for national elections, which will be good to get out some of these crazy, uh, you know, radical politicians in the House of Representatives and maybe, uh, you know, make it a little bit more, you know, one sided for uh, the side that calls themselves gun supporters just be in i'm saying this kind of all tongue-in-cheek just because we know a republican can trash the second amendment just as well as a democrat can but i'm just saying this just because of the fact that you know on the face value republicans are going to say that they support the second amendment until they do something where they say you know where it's a contradiction uh but anyway so it was a very tightly you know a very um drum up race between the Virginia governor. Uh, and then also this is, I thought this was crazy, uh, is that the, uh, state of Virginia elected their first, uh, black woman as the Lieutenant governor, or basically like the number two, uh, for the state government, whatever you call it. And she is, you know, touted by the NRA. Uh, you know, of course she's a huge NRA supporter just because that's the, you know, political organization that politicians still have to kind of toe to for some reason. Um, you know, some of her campaign ads, she's holding an AR-15. She's also a veteran, uh, so all that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to say, and they are stating that, you know, gun rights was a big factor in that. Uh, of course, you know, a gun reporting organization is going to say gun rights was the main reason for it. But I think it is just because of the tone the last couple of years, especially since after the last state election. You got any thoughts, Mike? Uh, no, just that it's very interesting that she's Jamaican. Like, she is from Kingston, Jamaica. Born in Jamaica. Yeah, born yeah, in yeah. Jamaica. Oh, yeah. I mean, and grew up in the Bronx. From, yeah, but still, I'm still technically from. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of neat. All right. And this next story, uh, there is two stories to it. Uh, I'm going to talk about one. Mike's going to talk about the other. Uh, just because, honestly, I didn't know about the other until I told Mike about this story. Uh, and it comes to us from Ameland, uh, and its title is Illinois Supreme Court Strikes Down Gun and Ammo Tax. Now, Cook County, which is basically Chicago, uh, passed in November 18th of 2015, uh, added tax on ammunition. And at the time, they believed uh, this correspondent. Uh, of this article stated that it was be unconstitutional on its face. Well, the Illinois Advocacy Group for Second Amendment Rights, which is Gun Saves Lives, filed a lawsuit challenging the tax on December 17th of 2015. Well, it finally reached the Illinois Supreme Court, and it was decided on October 21st of 2021 with a unanimous decision, which I thought that was uh, a unanimous decision, said that it was unconstitutional. Now, the tax was basically a $25 fee for retail purchases of guns, as well as a $0.05 cent fee per cartridge uh and one percent you know and that's for centerfire cartridge and then one cent per cartridge fee for rimfire uh and these were going to be you know you know, collected and probably used for some sort of you know gun control thing but mike you want to go ahead and talk about your story yeah so basically they well you, you just got because i was reading my article you're just talking about the uh the uh, tax right yes right okay so the the Supreme Court of Illinois ruled against the whole gun and ammo tax, saying that it was unconstitutional. And then November 4th, this is from the Chicago Tribune, um, 
the board, the Cook County Board, has voted that they are going to bring it back and try to circumvent the Supreme Court of Illinois' decision, which is very fucked up. Um, the reason that they're saying that they're going, or the way that they're going to be doing it, is by saying that the uh, tax that they earn is going to be going towards preventing gun violence, which is really, it, it's kind of, it just really goes to show that. The, the politicians in Cook County really do not care about what the nation was built on, and they really do not care about how the nation operates or or how things are supposed to operate. Because here they are, the Supreme Court of Illinois has stated that this is unconstitutional, and instead of saying, you know what, okay, and removing it, they are keeping it, but they are rewriting it for what the tax is going to go to. And there is a quote right here from Preckwinkle, Preckwinkle, however you want to pronounce their last name. Uh, the cost of a bullet should reflect, even if just a bit, the cost of violence that ultimately is not possible without the bullet. And what's funny to me is these politicians know that all their all their policies in the city of Chicago and in, in, in the county of Cook County, Illinois, are the reasons why the violence is so high. It's not because the firearms are there. It's not because the bullets are there. It's specifically because of their policies that they have enacted that have made it so expensive that it's almost impossible to live in that county. But yeah, they are they are effectively giving the middle finger to the Supreme Court of Illinois and saying, hey, you told us this is unconstitutional. We're going to do it anyway. And that is crazy, man. I can't believe that they're going to allow a... You know, that's the whole reason of separation of church and state. You know, I mean, I don't or not church, state, fuck. I don't know what I was thinking when I said that, but it was obviously not about this story. That was the whole reason for the separation of powers between the executive, legislative and uh, judicial branch. Uh, you know, it's makes me wonder to think that, say, for example, this story we're going to be talking about here in a second. What if the United States Supreme Court comes out with a favorable Second Amendment case and gives everybody constitutional carry? What are these states going to do? Are they going to try and nullify a, the Supreme Court? The Supreme Court doesn't have an army to back it up. They don't you know, give money to the army uh, to defund them and say, hey, you know, you, you can't do this. Uh, you know, there, there's nothing backing them up. And, and and I think that's that's a major issue, like in an instance of like what we we're just talking about with Chicago. You know, the politicians actively seeking to to obey by a Supreme Court decision, there's no there is no penance for it. They don't go to jail. They don't get arrested. They don't have their house raided. You know, you or I break the law. We're having our homes raided. We're going to go to jail. We're going to pay thousands of dollars in court fees. They decide to go against the Supreme Court and it's whatever. You know, yep. their home isn't going to be raided. They aren't going to sit in jail. They aren't going to spend thousands of dollars in, in fucking legal fees because guess what? They are the law. They know they are the law. And if, a, if Republicans were to do this, you know what's the first fucking thing that would be said about them in regards by the Democrats? They'd call them Nazis. They'd call them fascists, all that kind of stuff. That is literally what they're doing. Yeah, it, it literally is. And, you know, it's it's funny because... In the gun community, we, we often hear people saying, you know, do not comply, do not comply, blah, blah, blah. Well, the hilarious thing here is, is the Democrats are actively not complying. And we both know nothing's going to happen to them. Just like nearly nothing happened to them burning down cities a couple of years ago. Or actually, I mean, it's still going on right now. Oh, uh, yeah. And fucking now you're seeing that people are getting prison sentences from the January 6th uh, storming of the Capitol. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's because they're Republicans. But you know, we still aren't talking about how how a DC police officer sees himself as being heroic for shooting an unarmed veteran. Yes, for just climbing through a window. Yeah, which, sir, you need to go ahead and kill yourself, please. Uh, Going on into the next story, this comes to us from Yahoo.com, and its title is Senators Push Justice Department to Crack Down on Illegal Gun Modifications. Now, of course, these senators are going to be Amy Klobacher, a Democrat from Minnesota, and Cory Booker, who is a Democrat from New Jersey, are pushing the federal government to take an action and actually send a letter to the U.S. Attorney General. And specifically, they're talking about the sale and distribution of auto sears and other conversion devices. Uh, now, if you don't know what these are, these little giggle switches are things that you can actually get from Amazon, not Amazon, wish.com. And, you know, they're, uh, you know, probably like 20, 30, 40 bucks. But of course, you're going to pay that much in shipping as well. And uh, they are meant and sold as only for airsoft rifles. Uh, but as people have shown on the Internet, is that it can actually be used for a normal Glock, which turns them into a fully automatic Glock. And uh, they are also talking about so with the axis of 3D printing technology now being available to the masses, is that you can print these off and make them with a 3D printer. So, it, you know, they say in the title... Um, da, 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 and other conversion devices. So it makes me think that, like, this is what they're going to say in the news. It's for, you know, uh, fully automatic Glock Sears, but it's going to be for other things as well. They're just going to ban shoestrings again. Well, they're going to try and do what they did with uh, what was the name of that 3D printing company uh, that had the files online for the Liberator. Oh, God, I can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. You know, they're just going to try and make it where, you know, they're making stuff on the Internet illegal, which is free the code, you know, uh, free code for everybody. Do what you want to do. That's, you know, it was a push from the FPC in regards to that. Uh, This next article comes to us from guns.com, and its title is Ohio Panel Passes Constitutional Carry Bill, which is amazing. Uh, It could be uh, the 22nd state to recognize the Second Amendment is a constitutional, is a you know, a need to carry a concealed weapon, and it passed the panel with an 8-4 to vote, which is good, which means it's going to go before the entire uh, state legislature for a vote. So we'll see if Ohio becomes the next constitutional carry state. I mean, that's cool, but it's still Ohio. That's all I'm going to say. Cincinnati is the best sports team out of Ohio right now. I just want to say that. The Cincinnati, whatever they are, the Tigers, the Bengals, whatever that fucking college team is that almost lost to Tulane. Yeah, but they still can't use their turn signals. <laughs> like, I was literally, so on my vacation, we went to the Cincinnati Zoo, and we went to the National Air Force Museum down in there by Dayton. And Which, those pictures was cool, man, by the way. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, the, the museum over in the Air Force Museum was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, you will not believe. Like, you can look at the pictures of the XB-70, and be like, oh, wow, that's a big bird. But you don't really grasp how big it is until you stood under it. you know what i mean yep but no i mean in a line of 20 cars all of them with ohio license plates two of them are using turn signals they might that be alabama a- alabama natives man it sounds like the alabama driving around here it sounds like people from alabama need to learn how to use turn signals too also the speed limits in ohio are slow as fuck yeah i'll never forget one time and i think i mentioned the story but i'm gonna mention it again is uh like you know i I am in law enforcement. I will say that. But, like, I give people 15 over. And the only time I deviate from that is, like, schools or residential areas. You know, I pull them over at 10 over. And I got pulled over for speeding one time in Texas, 
which the Texas roads are as fucking straight and narrow and level in West Texas where I'm from as could possibly can be. And like you could be doing 85 or 90 and not even realize it just because the Texas roads are that straight and narrow. And I got pulled over for speeding. Well, no, he pulled me over for driving the left lane and without passing. And I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, and uh, you know, and uh, I asked him, I said, Hey man, like, you know, obviously like, you know, you know, professional professional, like I want to make sure like I'm not, spe- you know, speeding too much or anything like that, you know, but I know it's hard out here. Like, what do you guys like normally start pulling people over for, uh, you know, and he said five over and I was like five over what the fuck, man? Like you could do five over just like bending down to like, you know, get your fucking drink out of the back seat or whatever. I, I thought that was ridiculous. Or your speedometers just a little bit off cause you're driving an old as fuck car. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous, man. I was like, five over, shit. And then he asked me, like, what do you pull him over? I'm like, we do 15 over. And he's like, 15? And I'm like, yeah, man, fuck. Yeah, here, like, like I know on our highways, they usually won't even clock you unless you're doing about 20 over. And that's only if you don't have someone with you that's doing 20 over. Yeah. This next story is a humongous story. And if you have not listened to the oral arguments, I suggest you go listen to them. They're on FPC. Uh, And this is about the current Supreme Court case that is before the United States Supreme Court right now. And if you need to know about it, it is, oh, what is it? It's New York something. Give me one second. I I have like five or six stories about this that is being pulled up. It is the New York York State Rifle and Pistol Association, Inc. v. Bruin. And what this is, is that New York is a May issue state where you must show proper cause to carry a concealed weapon. Uh, and there has been numerous tragic uh, you know, stories of people that are being harassed by stalkers or exes that applied and they were denied. And they were you know, ultimately killed by their stalker or ex because of what was going on. And... This was a story a couple years ago because it was very similar where the NYSRPA, the New York State Rifle Pistol Association, uh, was going before the Supreme Court. And the New York tweaked their laws a little bit to make that case moot. Well, they went and filed it all over again because it was still an infringement. And that's for SCOTUS. Have you listened to any of the oral arguments, Mike? I actually have not, to be honest with you. What are your opinions? Like, like on this, uh, like, like on the law, like, well, just kind of like, and the reason I'm asking this is because in, you're probably more informed than the average person, but like I posted some tweets, uh, from reporters about the oral arguments and people had no idea about this case. Uh, and I just want to see what you know offhand. I don't know if you read the stories in, in the show, you know, the, about the show yet, but what, what do you know offhand so far? Um, so if I'm, if I remember correctly, this is dealing with, with the fact that New York is a. Uh, may issue state and that this is going to go into more in regards to new york city and the fact that in new york city you basically cannot get a concealed carry permit unless you know somebody and even if you know somebody the chances of you getting it are next to nil and it doesn't matter if you just left a a, a abusive relationship you probably are not going to be getting one well it's if i if i Remember correctly, that's what this case is about. Pretty much exactly. That's the the short, down, and dirty version of it. And there's been numerous instances across the United States, especially in less free states, and more specifically California, where they've done research. And the only people that have been approved for pistol permits have been people that have donated to the chief law enforcement officer, whoever issues out uh, the concealed carry permits, which in California it's the sheriff, uh, where – the sheriff, you know, you donated sh- money to the sheriff's reelection and you got a pistol permit. 
So there's a lot of horse fuckery in regards to the issuance of, you know, these pistol permits in May issue states. And you're exactly right. Uh, it's more in regards to the proper cause in May issue uh, for concealed carry, basically saying you have to show, give us a reason why you need a concealed carry permit. And, and see, that's that's something that's really fucked to me. You know, I mean, you know, May issue is is a super fucked thing because it's like, okay, if it's it's either a right or it isn't. And if it's a right, then I, as a citizen of this country, me as me as a global citizen, period, I do not have to give you a reason why I need to exercise this. It is my God given or my creator given right, however you want to word it, per the Constitution. Per the Constitution, it's not something that the U.S. government gives me. It is something that is there for me being there. And if I can't just exercise it to exercise it without asking permission, then it's no longer a right, which means their law super has, has infringed upon my right. It doesn't matter how you look at it. That's an infringement upon a right to require me to ask for permission. Absolutely. And uh, what's even more interesting in regards to this case is, you know, a lot of people have stated that since Trump was president, he elected or he nominated and there was approved, I think like two or three justices, which has made it a majority Supreme Court of a, you know, appointed by a conservative president, which that doesn't always mean anything. uh, But it, it is a kind of a, telltale of how those justices are going to rule. Now, since then, some of these things have come out, and we talked about this with our good friend Cole uh, from Tactical Dalai Lama, who is an attorney, uh, that in regards to constitutional law, there is a strict scrutiny uh, process for the Bill of Rights because uh, the Bill of Rights are fundamental and they are, you know, inherent. You know, that is the reason for the government to exist is to protect the rights of people. Uh, and so, if it is a, you know, strict scrutiny constitutional right, it, you know, there's, you know, hey, does it does it infringe on this right in any way? Yes, it does. All right, well, that's unconstitutional. That has not been the case for the Second Amendment, which has been mind-boggling. So Gorsuch has stated that uh, he asked, what is the appropriate test for determining 2A cases? U.S. says to start with text, history, and tradition, then go to immediate scrutiny. Uh, so that's part of that. And then also he has said, and I will say, I'm going to go ahead and tell you where these news, the news sources are coming from. It's coming to us from Yahoo, coming to us from Pew Pew Tactical, coming to us from Pew Pew Tactical, and also the New York Times, and also Amelant. So there's a lot of news sources on this, and I want to make sure I try and, and cover this as best as possible. We were talking about this coming up, but the oral arguments were heard, so we got a little bit more. Uh, information in regards to what is the arguments that is being said by both sides and the questions being asked by the Supreme Court justices, which kind of gives us, you know, thought to maybe how they might rule in regards to this case. Now, we're actually not going to see the decision on this case until the spring of 2022. Uh, But something else that Justice Roberts uh, has said is that the idea that you need a license to exercise a right is unusual with regards to the Bill of Rights which is what we've always said. This has been said in regards to voting. I understand why it needs to be said in regards to the Second Amendment. Uh, There's also uh, some more liberal uh, justices that seem to have support in New York. Uh, They stated, uh, you know, I think people of good moral character who are drinking a lot and are maybe there for a football game or some kind of soccer game can get pretty angry at each other. And if they each have a concealed weapon, who knows? In regards to, you know, 
people just doing dumb shit, but they can do the dumb shit with a car. They can do it with, uh, you know, when they're leaving that party, they can do it, uh, with, you know, a kitchen knife. You know, it doesn't matter if somebody, you know, has evil intentions. It doesn't matter what, if the tool that they use, they're going to use whatever tools available to them to commit those evil intentions. I think with like in regards to the sports ball games, like they're talking more about like, you know, in the arenas where they've been drinking and stuff. And it really just goes to show that, you know, these people are not of the people and therefore they cannot be for the people. Yep. Because these sporting arenas have metal detectors. Yep. You aren't even allowed to have a pocket knife. Yep. So the fact that they are they are even taking this into consideration as a part of whether or not, you know, New York should be allowed to regulate carrier rights yep. is hilarious. Because it goes to show that they are not in they are not mingling with the people. They are not of the people. They are above the people. Because they don't know what it's like to be a people. All they know and all they've known for years is the affluent lifestyle of being a politician. And that goes for these Supreme Court judges as well. You know? And some, something that I thought is also interesting, just be, especially kind of almost like a, a, you know, a racial aspect to it, is that uh, you know, obviously Justice Roberts also pointed out that uh, the the need to carry a gun for self defense is greater in cities than in rural areas, where in rural areas concealed carry permits are generally easier to get. He says, "How many muggings take place in a force?" And Brett Kavanaugh stated, "says Why isn't it enough to say I live in a high crime area and want to defend myself?" You know, that should be j- just enough reason for this proper cause. But that is hasn't been. There's numerous cases uh, where concealed carry permits were denied uh, for such you know thinking. And, you know, these people ended up getting victimized by criminals. How uh, many of these how many of these permits do you think got denied where it was a woman saying I might get raped on the subway? Yep. And then and, oh, uh, what just happened? Exactly. No one did anything. And then uh, Justice Alito uh, further questioned why celebrities, state judges and retired police officers can carry concealed guns, but regular New York residents cannot. Uh, so, I mean, th- that's coming from Justice Alito. I mean, that's, you know, she, that she's not the most conservative justice on the bench, uh, but the fact that she's saying that uh, is is pretty good. Uh, justice Barnett pointed out that several states have historically limited guns in sensitive places, so this might not be a uh, you know a all out uh, blanket of um, you know constitutional carry, but it is saying that you know. There is going to be a lot more freedom, I think, in regards to this. Uh, I think that there is probably going to be constitutional carry, but you know that they can, you know, say that the instance of, you know, maybe prohibiting concealed carry or, you know, prohibiting weapons in areas where there are large crowds or alcohol being consumed, uh, you know, is sensible for protection of the general public. Uh, but you know, somebody walking to the park or walk, you know, you know, going to and from work or traveling to see their family across state lines uh, is very much, you know, a right to defend themselves and having the Second Amendment. And in regards to this New York Times article too, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, is the title of it is "Prominent Conservatives Back Letting States Limit Guns in Public," uh, and this fucking horseshit right here. Uh, of course, they're going to cherry pick, you know, the. Um, you know, quote unquote conservatives that see their way that are kind of, you know, more part of the establishment uh, in regards to doing that. Uh, But they 
you know, talk about somebody and a lot of these people I don't fucking know. Uh, Peter Keisler, who is the former acting uh, acting attorney general for George W. Uh, John B. Billiger the uh, third, State Department White House lawyer under Bush. Uh, Carter Phillips, a Supreme Court lawyer who served in the Justice Department during the Reagan administration, and Paul Clement, a Solicitor General during the Bush administration. These are all, you know, quote unquote conservatives that supposedly say that the states have the right to limit firearms uh, to people and in certain areas, which they can get fucked with that. Yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to is it a right or is it not? Yeah, it's, if, you know, got to make yeah. it clear. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, you know, if you say, well, it's your right to walk down the sidewalk, you can't just say, well, it's your right to walk down the sidewalk if condition A and condition B are met. But if it's condition C, you aren't allowed. Yeah. No, that doesn't make it a right. That means it's a privilege and you get to decide when to take that privilege away. Yep. And then, of course, gun control experts are all over the news, uh, you know, quoting, you know, quoting Shannon Watts, the founder of the Moms Demand Action. I'm uh, sorry, but you can't be a gun control expert if you aren't an expert in firearms themselves. Absolutely. Uh, somebody else, uh, Shannon Lee, uh, who is the sister of actor Brandon Lee, who was accidentally killed on uh, the movie. Uh, the Was it The Crow or The Raven? I can't remember which one. Uh, I think it was called The Crow. Yep. Uh, she's, you know, brought out some stuff in regards to that. Oh man, it's fucking crazy, man. And I am super anxious and excited in regards to this, just because I feel that there's a lot that can go on with this and I am super amped to see what's going to happen. I think, I personally think that we're going to get a lot of rights, you know, maybe not so much, uh, myself in Alabama who has a lot of, uh, you know, conservative politicians, uh, you know, it's very much so a conservative gun friendly state, except for the fact that we don't have constitutional carry. Um, but, you know, gun rights, uh, you know, pistol permits, you don't have to do any kind of training. You literally just go to the sheriff's office, get a background check and get your gun permit uh, sometimes the same day. So, uh, you know, I feel constitutional carry is probably going to happen. Uh, I think that is a very much of a possibility at the very least. I think we're going to see uh, shall issue permits for the entire country. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing may issue states go away. I th- I th- like I said, if not constitutional carry, may issue is going. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be surprised that constitutional carry actually becomes a nationwide thing. I'd be very, very shocked. I mean, with the questions being asked by the Supreme Court justices, I see that happening. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I mean... You know, it's kind of like we saw we saw Justice Thomas briefly make a comment about marijuana. Yeah. Right. Nothing's come of it. Well, just because of the fact that that's not uh, that is first of all, that's not a constitutional right. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, and, you know, that's it's, you know, he is still a constitutionalist in the form that he doesn't feel that the Supreme Court doesn't need to reach out and make laws in regards to anything you know like if if he you know threw something out there and said that uh you know marijuana is now legal because you know you can't have whatever the fucking justification is i don't see him doing that uh but he did make the statement to i think to try and spur the politicians that can make it legal you know federally uh yeah it's just it's very interesting because i imagine there is there, there needs to be something made a law made to where basically if the politicians are allowed to allow it for themselves, yep. they have to allow it for the public because it's it's 
you know, you can you can love your politician as much as you want, but they still legalize marijuana in D.C. So even if it's illegal in your state, your local politician or your governor or your congressman and women can go to D.C. at your expense, smoke yep. as much weed as they want and then fly home and send you to jail for doing the same exact thing. Yep. There needs to be some kind of some kind of oversight where if D.C. legalizes it after they just had it criminalized then it needs to become legal everywhere. Absolutely. This next article comes just from the Firearm blog, uh, and its title is Grief Ransomware Holds NRA Files Hostage After Alleged Cyber Attack. Uh, a ransomware group known as Grief has hacked into the NRA uh, computer system, which I'm kind of shocked because from what I'm understanding is that there's basically nobody there. Uh, I hear that that building is in disrepair. Uh, because it's just not being taken care of. There's nobody there to use it. And, you know, if you, with building, it's kind of like that. If you don't use it, you lose it kind of deal, uh, where shit just, you know, starts breaking breaking apart. Uh, they're saying that they hold 13 key files belonging to the NRA, and they intend to hold it uh, hostage or leak unless the NRA pays, pays the ransom, uh, for which is an undisclosed value. Uh, this is pretty interesting just because of the fact that they've already leaked uh, one of the files, which is basically... It was just some uh, emails, uh, and their whole thing on that was, you know, to show that, hey, this is real. Uh, we did hack the files, that kind of stuff. And the NRA hasn't said shit about it. Uh, I'm kind of shocked about that. I'm, you know, I figured the NRA would say something about it, said, yes, you know, this has happened. We are working to, you know, resolve the issue, that kind of deal. Uh, but they haven't said nothing. And, you know, to go along with this, uh, our good friend Ron, uh, the the best dude in the fucking world, I promise you. Uh, he's an awesome dude, Ron amazing human. Fantastic. He's an amazing human being. Uh, he runs Save the Second. He has recently uh, read a book that was published by Tim Mack, uh, and Tim Mack uh, is an investigative journalist. And his book is called, if you give me one second, I'll pull it up. Uh, it is titled misfire inside the downfall of the nra uh this is a npr investigative uh journalist correspondent uh is that's who tim mack was anyway uh you know i have not read the book yet uh it's only in hard copy i prefer paper copy uh so i'm just kind of hoping that it goes into paper copy and that way i can read it but ron's already read the whole motherfucker and i mean ron said that this book is absolutely eye-opening and nobody knows I think more except for maybe the people actually on the board of directors um, or maybe the New York attorney general's office knows more about what's going on with the NRA than our good buddy, Ron. And Ron said, you know, there's some shit in here that he didn't know about. And it, he would be shocked that now that more and more of this stuff is being exposed, that people do not go to jail just because it, it, there's a lot of criminal activity being done inside the NRA in regards to, uh, you know, using NRA monies for personal use. Basically you know, I wouldn't be laundering. surprised if Dolan goes to jail, and that's just because of how long the NRA has been around and how powerful oh. it is. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it's not even that powerful, but just because of how long it's been around, the people that they know and the people that know them, and, you know, it's basically trying to take down a government if you think about it. I don't know, man. I, I honestly can see somebody to go in jail. I don't think it's going to be Wayne LaPierre, but I think some people from the board of directors are probably going to go to jail from it just because of the fact that they're going to be kind of the fall guy. They're going to have to take some of the heat uh, for what's happened. Um, but 
the, you know, the NRA, uh, honestly, and uh, I've said this before, I've heard this on another gun podcast uh, from uh, kind of a, I call him a Facebook acquaintance, um, said that, you know, I'm kind of glad the NRA is still around. So that way they can uh, kind of be the punching bag for these gun control advocacy groups and be seen as like the big scary boogeyman. Uh, that, you know, they take all their attention from the gun control politicians and these gun control groups. Uh, so that way, the organizations that really do the good work, like FPC, FPF, uh, GOA, uh, SAF, all those those really good people that do work uh, can continue to continue with their good work of, you know, either protecting or restoring our Second Amendment rights through legal action uh, without having to be harassed by these groups. Yes. Well thought. Well, well put there, Mike. Thank you. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got yes, engrossed yes. in this in this fucking lawsuit that we're gonna. Be oh yes. All right. Well, that's gonna be the next story. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. This comes to us from the Farms blog, uh, and its title is "Lawsuit Alert: Springfield Armory versus EAA." Uh, now, EAA is a importer of firearms. Uh, it's the European American Armory Corps. They have, you know, they they have they behave. God, man, fuck! I'm still. I guess the caffeine hasn't kicked in, but um, no, it's it's that time shift. The time shift. It's both, man. It is fucked with me hard. Thank you, Uncle uh, Government, for trying to control time. God damn, seriously, man. Um, anyway, so EAA has, you know, they sell a lot of stuff. They sell a lot of shit. I will say cheap shit. Um, the witness, I think, is is EAA. And um, yeah. So that no, I think the the if I remember correctly, they import those fourteen Foglio. So oh. it's not EAA. Yeah, like EAA. If I remember correctly, EAA just does. Um, they're an importer. So some of the companies that they bring stuff in for is actually really good. You know, kind of like the witnesses are decent. And then other ones that they import stuff for are kind of trash, kind of garbo. Yeah, and they actually put their name to some stuff because um, it's uh, – I think it's like CDNN uh, that sells like a lot of shit. And I get like a lot of emails from them. And I just scroll through there to see what they're selling. And they do sell – you know, there is some shit that's marked EAA on there. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's almost all, you know, fucking copies of shit. And sometimes they're horrible fucking copies. And like Mike said, they do import some stuff that is actually fairly decent. Um, but they're stating that uh, – well, Springfield is stating that since now they're making a uh, – basically the high-power clone – uh, that they are unable to import the Gerson MP or MCP35 high power, uh, basically saying it's like you know a copyright infringement, um, false you know false and deceptive advertising, uh, designation of origin, unfair competition, all that kind of stuff. Which uh, I'm not gonna lie, like EAA really shot themselves in the foot with this image. Yes, they yes, really did. Yes, I mean literally, and what it is is they uh, show a um, a Springfield ad, like a, a social media post from tw- uh, April, o- fuck man, October twentieth. Yeah, and it says we're bringing it back, and it shows a guy at a uh, fucking um, workbench, and EAA has a very fucking similar uh, thing that says Let's the Gerson. It's not just very similar. It is the exact same image. Well, I'm, I'm going to say there there's uh, only two differences that I see in this picture. Uh, and 
Dude, let's play I Spy real quick. What, what, what are the differences that okay. you see? Okay, so the first thing I see is on the Springfield thing, he's got the Springfield Armory logo on the, on his back, yeah. uh, which has been changed to EA on him, on his polo in the EA advertisement. And basically, mm-hmm. let me just say this real quick. The EA Corp uh, social media post is the, that picture, and it says Gerson MCP355 shipping November 2021. Uh, and it's, you know, they've typed already been brought. And they even hashtagged Springfield Armory on it which is hilarious uh, oh dude i mean it's the total fuck you uh it and the, the other thing that i see changed is in the springfield armory he has uh m14 um you know M1A. leaning on so what now it's an m1a shut the fuck up you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um you know what the, you know what if if this is an audio podcast, so they couldn't even see this, but Mike still had to call me out. I like that's why you keep me honest. You keep me honest. I, I would not I, even I fucking try to do my best. Anyway. Uh but anyway, and then EEA uh social media posts instead of the M1A, it's a like a cheap Turkish shotgun. Lingo. Yeah, and then like okay, so all those are there, but there's one that I knew you weren't going to pick up on. Talking about the little picture on the left. Oh my god, you did pick up on it. That's fantastic. That was going next, man. Oh, you know, I jumped the gun a little bit, just like Jesus. you did on calling that an M14. I did. I did. It's like I said, man, the caffeine and the sleep deprivation. I'm so. not going to lie, though. Like, both the M1 and the cheap-ass shotgun both look like they've been photoshopped in. For real. No fucking lie. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, that picture on the left is so small, I can't tell what the fuck it is. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if... One was Colt and one was Browning. Well, Browning is the one that's in both the pictures, which is like right above the vice. So I wonder if that not, I mean, that can't be Colt. I can't tell who it is. Honestly, but you know what? It, the more I'm it, looking at it, even the bench looks like it's photoshopped. Yeah. Well, no, I bet you the bench is in Photoshop, but I bet you I bet you like they probably put the picture of Browning in their Photoshopped the M1A uh, Photoshop. Oh, I just noticed something different. The lamp. On the very fucking far right, it looks like whatever that thing is covering the barrel of the M1A, it looks like a coffee cup. That's what it is. That's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, a coffee they, cup. They, they got rid of the label on it. Yeah, which is probably a Springfield Armory label. God, Damn. this is so bad. I, wa- I want to print this out now and continue to look for differences. Now, because there's a little subtle shit. And you uh, know what? I bet you they did that just so that way they could get around copyright infringement on this image. Oh, you know it. Because they would be using uh, Springfield Armory's logo for you know it's even better god damn you know somebody ea had to pay somebody all right we're going to give you this photo and we want you to find like every springfield army logo oh my god oh my god i just noticed something i just realized something what what so on the 20th springfield posted said we're bringing it back right yeah ea posted on the 21st already been brought yeah that's that's almost as bad or as good as as cz saying uh, perfect, perfection perfected with the CZP-10. And it's almost as bad as Bring It On, that horrible dance teen teen movie that came out in the 2000s. I'm glad I never watched that. <laughs> and, and my fiance is pissed off. She just came back here after she heard me say that. I guess she really liked it. That basic, mean, basic white girl syndrome. Yeah, I'm going to have to default to you on that one because I never saw that movie. It's I try to garbage. I try to stay away from musicals and dance movies because they're cancer. Oh, it's even worse because it's two cheerleading squads competing against each other. So it's pancreatic cancer. Gotcha. <laughs> it, it is like fucking uh, who died of pancreatic cancer. What's the actor? 
Oh God! Dow Chemical. Yeah, yeah. There's a hand. I don't. There's one. Let me. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it. It's like no. It's uh. What's his face from Roadhouse? Patrick Swayze. It was Patrick Swayze style pancreatic yes, cancer. Yes, yes, yes. Patrick. Do you know what's funny? I just had to look that up the other day for my grandma. What Patrick Swayze or pancreatic cancer? Uh, the two together. Okay. Yeah. What the shit? Like she, like hey, she didn't remember how he died. Cancer. What's the name of that that actor that died from it? <laughs> that was literally the question. It's amazing. You fucking your pole. Was that your Polish grandmother? No, no. Oh God, Mike. That's one reason why I miss you. I miss and the before Polish. Before anyone asks, yes, she was probably drunk. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. But I will say, you know, EAA is doing it right by having this priced at five twenty eight, because you know it's going to be the same quality as Springfield. Oh, for fucking sure, man. And then like, like I that. wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it if Gerson is actually making it for Springfield. Yeah. But did you see? Um, uh, the people have already gotten the the Springfield version already having it disassemble itself when they pull the trigger. No. Yeah, so it's already having issues. Like someone you took know, it out to the range and they went to go shoot it, and the first time they pulled the trigger, the gun completely dismantled itself. You know, I th- now that you're saying that, I think I did see that like on YouTube and my suggested, um, but I just didn't click on it and watch it. Yeah, I'm not even like I was thinking. You know what? If, if if people can shoot it and get a few hundred rounds or so through it, and they are, you know, it's doing decent, I'd consider one because I always wanted a Browning high power. I got one, fam. Yeah, well, fuck you, fucking mm-hmm. bald headed son of a bitch. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> this next article comes to us from CNBC, and I just want to throw this in there, especially since we're talking about Alec Baldwin. Uh, and his title is Dwayne Johnson will no longer use real guns on set after Alec Baldwin shooting incident. Dwayne, the sellout Johnson. Bro, it is bad. It is bad. He's as bad as bad as fucking John Cena. Dwayne, just fucking virtue I've singling. never been political until the Biden campaign paid me off to endorse them, Johnson. Oh, he was political during Trump because remember he said he'd think he might run for president. Oh, I mean, he wasn't. No, I mean, like, he wasn't. Uh, what's the best way to put it? Virtue signaling? Yes. And that's entirely like, you know, for a fact that the Biden campaign, because he is the biggest actor of our time. He Fuck, is, that is true, for real. I never would have thought that growing up yeah, seeing like, The Rock on fucking WWE Mania. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither in a million years. But you know damn well that the Biden campaign cut him like a $3 million check to make a 30 second video on Facebook saying, well, guys, you see. I'm going to vote for Biden and Kamala Harris because I believe in them. And I'm going to ignore the fact that Kamala Harris sat on evidence that would have exonerated three black dudes that she sentenced to death. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to endorse it because I believe in it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But you know that's what happened. Yeah. Now, this last story, you're going to love this. Uh, but I threw it in here just because it's a big what the fuck. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. And people always say, like, you know, police, you know, cover up police and all that kind of bullshit. Fuck off. I- I'm going to tell you right now, like, I good police, I've never seen, never throw more people under the bus than bad police. And you know this, uh, Mike, because of that recent fuck up that I work with, and I'm not going to go into details. Uh, but you know that I fuck that guy that fucked up. Um, but this right here is some bullshit. And this actually comes to us from Police One. And its title is Rhode Island Police Defend Graduating Recruits Who Failed Firearms Qualification. Just the title itself right there should say it all. All uh, I'm going to say is there's a reason why your average hit rate with cops is less than 30%. Oh, it's, it's, it is fucking god-awful. Um, but this right here is crazy because, you know, here in Alabama, there are 
three things that will get you kicked out of the academy for fucking sure is failing your PT test, failing firearms, and failing criminal law. I mean, that is just a fucking given. Um, now there what about have, failing a drug test? Uh, no, actually, I've known people that have failed drug tests. And, of course, like they said, like, I have a problem. I need to go to rehab. And then they're like, okay, yeah, go to rehab. You know, once you're clean, you can come back. So Interesting. Yeah. And it's, mainly it's been roids that they failed. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. All I can think about is Cat Williams got fire in the roids. I got fire roids. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you know um, me and Cat Williams share the same birthday? Really? You yeah, share yeah. about the same height profile too, don't y'all? I don't want to talk about it, but no, I also sell, <laughs> share a birthday with Salma Hayek and Keanu Reeves. I don't know who the fuck I share a birthday with. To be honest with you, I don't know. What, what's your birthday? I'm not gonna say that on fucking podcast. Oh, Jesus. Come on, come on! I just no, did. I'm good. I'll, I'll say it later. Do it. Do I'll it. say it later. Do I, it. I can. I care about OPSEC a little bit more. Um, yep, eat it every day. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> In a written statement, uh, the chief said that uh, that they have received qual- that they have received top level training and have qualified as the necessary skills to serve the city. Which I don't understand how that's possible because as a police officer, you're required to carry uh, a firearm, and if you can't pass a firearms qualification in a standard, like safe environment on the range, how can you? hit your fucking target when adrenaline's pumping and all the shit is going bad that can go bad is happening. I, I don't they understand that. They just made a whole bunch of liabilities. That's what they did. Oh, it's fucking wild, man. Fucking wild. Which, speaking of which, uh, a police department, well, my old police department, uh, supposedly shot a guy in handcuffs, so that's amazing. It's, it's not bad. It, the guy lived. It's bad. I'll say this. It's bad, but I'm just saying, like, it's amazingly bad, so... Yeah, I mean, like, if, if if your goal is to excel at doing something bad, they achieved that. They sure as fuck did. So, anyway, um, that is going to be it for the main segment. Was there any other news stories that you can talk about, Mike? I mean, uh, not really, no. I mean, you know, outside of Elon Musk literally saying he'd sell 30% of his Tesla stock if Twitter said they wanted him to, which is oh, fucking Oh, that wild. was amazing dude well like you know it was that fucking cunt from the world food bank that said with just two percent of elon musk's wealth we can uh end world hunger and he literally said yep show me the evidence and i'll do it yep he said show me what it'll be spent on and then make it open source to show what every red cent is going to like as it's happening what is it spent on and he shut the fuck up that is the biggest literally he literally told them put up or shut up and they're gonna shut up now that was amazing. I fucking love it. I know Elon uh, doesn't like align with me politically a whole lot, but I, I so heartily believe that he is like one of the like the Nicholas, not even necessarily the Nikola Tesla of our generation in regards to innovation, but just as important in regards to changing our society like Nikola Tesla did. Yeah, I mean, what's really cool is he made the uh, he had, did you know he actually has a strict no asshole policy? At SpaceX, you know, here and I think I've, I can't stop me if I've mentioned this before. You know, he is the richest African American. Yes, yes, he is because he was born in South Africa. That is te- wild when you think about it. I tell that I, I ask people, I was like, "Hey, who's the richest African American in the world?" And they'll like Google it and it'll like you know show up a black guy. And I'm like, "That's not what I said. I said African American." Well, he's yeah, a, you he didn't is, say black guy. He he's said African American. Yeah, I said he is African American. I'm like, well, so is Elon Musk, and he's about worth a trillion motherfucking dollars. 
they're like, what? Yeah, look, he was born in Cape Town, South Africa. He is the literal definition of African-American. Absolutely. Anywho, uh, fucking trivia night right there for your buddies. So with that, let's go ahead and end the main segment and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews. My dear, my resolute for this year. No pollution, fresh air. My solution, long hair with a fat ass. I'm dead ass. Mile high clubs till I jet lag. Rothstein flow, casino. And you just like Jinch. We know. Single Negro, I don't need your double standards and hypocrisy. And that fake hand holding on Father's Day. All right, and with that, I got some pretty pretty goodies, I think. Uh, this first one is a product that was highlighted on the Firearms blog. Uh, it is the 3D Target.fr. Uh, they make 3D printed Ruger Precision goodies. Uh, and what this is, is basically the bolts uh, inside of the Ruger Precision rifles. Uh, it's like a protection. Uh, so that way, if, when you're not using it, you can have it protected. And then also, they have a M-Lock uh, attachable brass catcher, which is good for those uh, precision you know, um, matches where you like to keep your brass and, and all that kind of stuff. And I want to throw this in here because uh, I'm actually finally going to be making the jump. I've decided I'm going to buy myself or, uh, you know, if my peop- my family wants to get together and purchase me a uh, 3D printer. But, like, regardless, I am fucking getting myself a 3D printer uh, for, like, Christmas time. So I'm going to be looking for some uh, cool firearm stuff to make. What were you going to say, Mike? I was going to say, I really want to get a 3D printer, but I also know that I'd probably go to jail for the things that I'd make. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, VPNs, my friend, VPNs. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know that they've already put something on to the fucking files to be able to paint. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, like, you know, something that's something I looked into. There was, like, one model I was looking into that is um, Wi-Fi capable, and I was like, no, I don't know necessarily if I want Wi-Fi capable. Uh, and then, of course, there's another one. The one I'm going to end up getting uh, is a um, USB-connected or SD uh, card uh you know, printable and, you know, that talk to my buddy, uh, that's good with the internet security, uh, type stuff. That's going to help me out to make sure that, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm very, just like, I didn't want to give my phone, my date of birth out on the podcast. I'm, I'm just a private person. Uh, like even like my Google earth of my house, I have the image blocked out where you can actually go to Google maps and ask them to blur out your house. You know, Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, fairly private person too i'd say myself but you know i worked at a specific area where they literally submitted my picture to homeland security oh yeah yeah i at at that point yeah i'm still private but at the same time everything that comes up for me is going to be for someone else that's in my family so i'm not too concerned you know what i mean well there's just like certain shit like i have like a private life and then i have like kind of like a more public life you know i got like two phones like one i keep like private shit on uh and then another one i you know have like public that like you know i work the podcast and my social media through and and i don't care if like somebody was to uh you know unlock you know and hack into my phone system uh they're not going to find anything on that phone except a bunch of memes and shit uh you know whereas the other one you know i got like my bank account information uh private stuff like that so i just realized i did not mute my mic when i meant to mute my mic so i apologize oh okay why did you burp or something i didn't hear it no i was opening my chapstick and closing it it's kind of loud oh man you know i I love that sound 
I lick know your, you do. Lick your lips, man. There you go. The old Some God ASMR for everyone. Yep. Uh, the next product is uh, from t- the Farms blog and talking about the new budget-friendly trigger kit for the M&P 2.0 uh, announced by Apex. And this is kind of interesting because I just saw Academy uh, just had their uh, Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0s full-size on sale for $4.99. I personally love – I have a uh, – like a, I guess you would say a 1.0, but it's a Smith & Wesson M&P Pro optics ready, uh, and I love it. It is – personally it's my favorite ergonomic gun ever i I don't shoot as well with it as i do with my m&p or i'm sorry not my m&p my glock uh and then now my sig just because those were like my duty weapons and i put a lot more trigger time through them but the feel of the m&ps is honestly my favorite except for the trigger i hate the safety triggers are the devil they're so fucking dumb they really are. They really, yes. and you know what's funny? It's funny because like Smith, it goes for FN and Smith and Wesson since they are the primary uh, perpetrators of using yep. them. It's hilarious because you know Smith and Wesson knows nobody liked it on the 1.0, but they still put it onto the 2.0. But then they come out with the Shield Plus and has a flat face. But they haven't done a rolling change to all the guns to have a flat face. Yep. And then FN, in traditional FN fashion, they ignore. Uh, you know, F HK gets the reputation that FN should have because HK at least listens as much as they can. You know, everyone wanted a, a button mag release on the VP9, they gave it. They wanted an optics ready VP9, they gave it. FN, you tell them something's wrong with the pistol, and they just go no, and then they come out with a law enforcement edition that fixes everything. Yeah, you know, kind of like when the LAPD adopted the pistol. Yeah, you know. Flat face trigger, they fix the firing pin issue. Two things that they refuse to acknowledge for civilian civilian use. Yep. So now, and this trigger is a flat face trigger. Uh, it's got the Glock style, uh, you know, safety feature. The you know the disconnect on the the trigger there. But now it is made out of polymer, which is what makes it a little bit more cheaper. Uh, now I don't assume that this is going to be a any less of a sturdy trigger in their metal models um and it's kind of, you know of course they come in different colors you got uh tan purple red green black black with a blue uh safety uh, firing what i'm man i'm like seriously spacing out line. That's for you yeah it's, it's basically what that shit is god damn you know speaking of that dumb shit so uh i fucking uh Drove me and my fiance drove to a fucking coffee shop, and you know there's like two drive-throughs on both sides, and uh, it's fucking chick. There's only one car on this other line, and the other one had like three or four people in it. So we're like, oh, we'll get in there, you know, get the fuck out quickly. Uh, and this fucking cunt who had like a thin blue line flag on her back and uh, like a police uh, personalized tag, and I was like, what in the fuck is going on? It was taken for ever and then i realized that like she took a whole fucking menu from the coffee shop to look at and study it for some stupid fucking reason and then she ordered and then it took him forever to get whatever the fuck she ordered because i'm assuming she ordered like a little bit of every type of drink into one drink and i was just like just giving her shit and talking shit to her and all this other kind of stuff and and actually like once i got to look in and she stuck her head out i was like oh my fuck i know who that is and i knew who it was it was actually like a wife of a police officer and i was like and i told my fiance i was like don't you ever do any dumb shit like this don't like fucking advertise 
you know, that you're like a cop's wife on your car or anything like that. And then, of course, she threw in a jab. She's like, she's like, so you'd be mad if I made like, you know, officer's wife on T-shirt with my new vinyl machine. I'm like, yes, I fucking make fun of you relentlessly. That's cancer. That's cancer. Yeah. That's like, so, it's almost. No, you know what? Matching tees isn't even that bad. Because matching tees can at least be fun. Well, yeah, like like me and my girlfriend, we both have like I got it for both of us because it was buy one get one. I got the the uh, tailed beast shirt for the Naruto. Harnesses? Yes. Oh. Well, no, it has the tailed beasts on. It. it has all nine of the beasts from Naruto on it. It's really fucking cool. God, you'd like that sticker, dude, from that uh, flea market I went to. They had a shit ton of Naruto fucking uh, uh, stickers on there. Dude, I don't like. I love Naruto so fucking. Much. I have no like. I, it's an obscene amount in how much I love that show. It's good, man. I'll watch it with my kids, but I'm just a huge Dragon Ball fan. I love Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z, GT, everything like Dragon Ball. I got a lot of Dragon Ball stickers from that guy. You know, speaking of like 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 stuff we're into, did I show you a picture of the hat I got at the Air Force Museum? No, you got to show that to me after the show. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to send you the picture. It's it's badass cool deal man all right this next uh product being spotlighted comes to us from the farms blog and now you can probably give me some shit from this but i really like this just because of me personally uh is the multi-angle pistol grips from uh strike industries and they come from uh 35 degree all the way down to a 10 degree with five degree you know differences between each model uh, and you know, the average, you know, AR grip is like, you know, between like 15 to 20 degree, but man, a person I like, and I actually got one of these, uh, I, I personally like the, the 10 degree. See, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too surprised if like one, I'm surprised that this had, didn't exist before. Right? They had, they had it where it was a separate thing, but this is actually just one pistol grip that you can adjust yourself. Now I think. I'm a bigger fan of their other one to where it was just the, the pistol grip itself and not something that adjusts just because I can see this breaking. Um, I can too, but I think this is because, uh, you know, I want, I, I don't do long range shooting, but I do watch people that participate in it. Yeah. And a lot of them seem like they would prefer the 35 degree grip while they're trying to go for the precision shot. But then when they're going into a three gun match, they prefer something like the 25 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just to do with your stances. Like, you know, with uh, long range, you're you know, most likely going to be prone. Uh, you know, in three gun, you're going to be standing. So you're, you're going to have different, you know, stances and stuff like that. So it's a little bit better. And the pricing isn't that bad, $35. So honestly, this wouldn't be that bad to just buy and see how well it works, I would say. Yeah, or to even, you know, figure out which, which grip angle that you find ideal for yourself. Like, if yeah. you don't want to spend, like, you know, hundreds of dollars on pistol grips. Yeah. Uh, the next thing comes to us from the Farms blog as well, just because the Farms blog is mostly about, uh, you know, products and shit. Um, but the next one is about the Bushmaster new Muta suppressor line. Uh, you know, and a Bushmaster has come back since it was sold after the Remington bankruptcy. Um, it seems like they're doing a lot of good stuff with it, uh, but they've come out with a new Muta suppressor. Uh, they have a obviously a 5.56 and a 30 caliber suppressor. And the prices aren't honestly too terribly bad. Uh, the 5.56 suppressor is 4.99, and the 30 caliber suppressor is 5.99. Uh, the 30 cal, they're both full auto rated, uh, which is important because if you're spending this kind of money on suppressors, most likely 
most people have, uh, you know, maybe SOTs or something like that, and they uh, have some samples or whatever. Uh, it's it features a easy removable end cap to help with user assistant, which is also important in my mind. Uh, and it's not too terribly big. Uh, the length is about six to seven degrees, depending on which model. And the diameter is uh, inch and a half. And the weight, honestly, isn't too bad either with the uh, 5.56 model being uh, 16.9 ounces and the 30 cal suppressor being 18.9 ounces. So just a little bit heavier than I think a can of soda. I think those are 16 ounce cans. Yeah, pretty small. And for the price, you know, seeing how much suppressors usually run for, it's not it's really not that bad. And they look sturdy as shit. So, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, it's yet to be seen if Bushmaster's actually making a good comeback or a bad comeback, but it's still nice to see that they're coming out with some new stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and the last thing we're going to be talking about uh, is just because hunting season is around the corner. Uh, hunting is an important part of the Second Amendment, in my opinion. If you disagree with me, I would love to know your reason of thinking because uh, I think you're wrong. Hunting, I think, should be more emphasized in Second Amendment advocacy just because of the fact that that is how a lot of people get into guns. I know that's how I got into guns. I you know, was given a, a Ruger 1022. Uh, to go hunting like squirrels and shit. And then I was given a shotgun uh, to go deer hunting. And that was the beginning of my gun, you know, adventure as a kid. Uh, and it just went through there. And I know a lot of other people are like that. You know, a lot of people are primarily hunters, uh, but they have, you know, like, a, you know, maybe an AR-15 or two uh, and some handguns just because of the fact that they like guns and they understand the importance of having firearms for the Second Amendment. So, uh, you know, I always want to talk about hunting as well, conservation especially. Uh, but this comes to us from guns.com, and this is titled uh, Deer Gear of the Year. Now, with deer season coming up, you obviously, you know, got to have the right equipment with you. Uh, so one thing that we're going to be talking about is wind. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, that's part of it, scent, all that kind of stuff. You need to know where the wind's coming from. Uh, the Primos Wind Checker, uh, it comes in a two-ounce uh, bottle and it is a like a kind of powder that you squeeze out and and it tells you what direction the wind is uh, going. Uh, obviously, there's free methods of you know like grass and shit. Grass. Yeah, grass, whatever the fuck. Uh, scent wafers. Uh, these uh, cover up scent. So obviously, you know, there's a whole line of. No, when shit. I hear wafer, I think it's something you eat. So do you eat this? No, you do not eat this. I know. I know. You're hungry, aren't you? Oh, I, dude, ate, I haven't even had I, breakfast yet. I was about to say, I ate before this podcast, so I know I'm good, but I know you just had cigarettes and coffee so far this morning. Yeah, yeah. I'm and sorry. we're an hour and a half into this, so <laughs> I know you got to be getting hungry. Um, but basically, uh, you know, there is a whole line of like detergent, deodorant, soap, shampoo, all kinds of shit that helps eliminate your scent that you can do. Uh, or you can get stuff like this that would help at least cover up, you know, any kind of human scent you have. Uh, dryer sheets, this is the next thing that they're talking about. Scent killer is the any main... kind of human scent you have. You sound like Mark Zuckerberg right now. At least I don't have a can of baby, Sweet Baby Ray's, which is... I've heard a lot of people making fun of that barbecue sauce. That is, like, my favorite go-to barbecue sauce that's like everywhere be sold you know like you know yeah, it is the best off the shelf barbecue sauce yeah you just know, like, like there's, root beer. yes there, there's like you know other barbecue sauce that's good but it's only sold in like certain stores you might be in a place they don't sell of that or something like that or you know they don't stock it as often as you like and all that kind of stuff so sweet baby ray is just always in my go-to yeah mine too. i really like the honey chipotle 
That's one of yes. my favorite Ooh, flavors. The honey barbecue. That's my fave. I don't. Uh, that one's a little bit too thick for me. See, that's what I like about it. I love thick barbecue sauce. I, I can see that. There's also uh, like I don't know. There's like something about the flavor too. Like I wouldn't mind the thickness as much. Mm-hmm. But there's also something in the flavor. Maybe it's too brown sugary. Yeah, that's probably it. Honestly, uh, I like I like it thick barbecue sauce because I put it on there and then I'll like keep it on there. The meat cooking until it's a nice glaze. See, I also like to use barbecue sauce with my fries, so that makes it an issue. That's a little much. Yeah, well, I don't like it. We'll replace that with ranch, and then you'd be like a 300-pound fat fuck. I don't like cancer. Thank you. <laughs> um, the uh, next thing is the Hunter Specialty Rutten Buck Rattling Bag. Uh, now, like when I started like growing up, uh, these kind of first started coming out. Before to have any kind of rattling, uh, you had to either like have real dealer antlers that you rattled or you had like the plastic makeup looking ones uh, and then you rattled those. But now those have kind of basically gone the way of the buffalo and you have these basically sticks inside a bag and you rattle those around Uh, those, you know, again, a must. Uh, And then there's this is interesting that I saw. It's called a scent web. Uh, It's produced by hme it's a foam string that comes in a variety of smells and it's basically silly string uh so you know like when i used when i would go hunting and i don't go as much anymore as i like i like to but um you had these like little cotton swabs uh that had like a little circle on the end of it that you could like hang uh like you dip your dough piss in there and you just hang it on like a tree and that's supposed to attract them this is shit's like silly string you just go up to a bush and, and sprinkle this shit around. Uh, and each of it contains 300 feet of foam string or 20 uses based on a one cent burst or a one second burst. Uh, you know, they cover food, uh, tractants, you know, varieties, all that kind of stuff. They got like apple, vanilla, sweet corn, scrape venoms, she heat, she duction, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's all pretty cool shit. You go and do any hunting, Mike? You know, it's something I've always wanted to get into, but I've just never been able to have the opportunity to do it. So it kind of sucks, but I've been wanting to get into it. See, I fucking hate the cold, so that's what keeps me from doing it. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, the cold, the cold's oh. the devil, especially when you have Renauds, and it gets and then, down to like negative thirty. Yes, and then you have to like get up like at the crack acid on, which uh, I, and, I've never been known to oh, do. Absolutely, but you know, in my neck of the woods, man, like I've seen like more deer, uh, like on the side of the road, uh, alive, like eating. And, like, huge bucks, too. And then I've also seen, like, a ton of deer getting hit by cars. Uh, like, more than, like, any other year that I can remember, like, within the last maybe five to seven years. So I think this is going to be, like, a vi- oh, excuse me, shit, a very big uh, year for hunting. Because, like, last year, and especially the year before, the year before was really bad. Last year was nothing, you know, to write home about. So I think, like, maybe the population exploded since then, since there hasn't been any kind of population control. So yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited. I think this I'm going to this year. This is going to have to be really good. Yeah, I think I think this year is going to be big. Uh, so I do plan on going hunting this year. So let's go ahead and start wrapping this show up and get on to the culture segment. out right now. I need a pill to wash it down. I just graduated from rehab, but I'm really high right now. I took a heroin needle and stuck it in my eye right now. I'm feeling shy right now, but I still use my voice when on the mic. Yo, skits, fuck you. You're fucking trash. Your Damn, you're right. Guess I need to kill again to take their skin. I need to sew it on so carefully. Well, this next uh, movie that we're going to be talking about in the culture segment we are obviously going to be getting our information from imfdb.org, which is the Internet Movie 
firearm database uh, has every gun that is used in a movie inside there, uh, along with the scenes that it was used in. And the movie we're going to talk about is Children and Men. Uh, it is free on Amazon Prime with a Prime membership, uh, which I think just about damn near everybody has Prime membership nowadays. Uh, have you ever seen this, Mike? I honestly have not. I'm actually pulling up the IMFBD God, right now for it. You're killing me, Smells. You're killing me. Shit, man. Um, this movie came out in the year of 2006, and it came out kind of around the same time, I think, as V for Vendetta did. Uh, and it's basically the premise is the it's the year is 2027. Um, no child has been born for 18 years and, you know, people are, are, you know, just kind of like an oh shit mode because there's no more babies being born. They're thinking like, you know, once these young people die, that's the last of humanity. Uh, so Clive Owen is probably like a middle-aged man. Go ahead. Wait, hold up. So what you're saying is they got the COVID vaccine and everyone became infertile. Kind of. Yes. Kind of. Huh. You know, there's actually a very familiar, uh, scene in the show Zoo. On Netflix. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like Zoo. You know, that was based on a Stephen King novel uh, yeah, that I read. Yeah. And, it, you know, the novel was really good, too. I mean, that whole series. I like the, the TV series and the novel. Yeah, I have not read the novel, but I did watch the show. And the show is phenomenal. And yep. back onto this, I'm, I'm going through the list of guns. It's very cool how it's all the old Wonder Nines. Yep. Like, Absolutely. That is pretty cool. Yeah, because, I mean, this takes place in the United Kingdom. Uh, and Clive Owen... Uh, runs into his old ex-wife who is kind of like part of an underground movement. And the underground movement has this woman that is uh, like an immigrant and she is pregnant. It is the first pregnancy in 18 years. And basically people lose their shit. Uh, and it, well, there's like one really cool scene in there, like after the baby is actually born, um, that there is like a big street fighting going on. And they're just trying to get the fuck out of the gunfire. So that way to keep the mom and the baby safe. And as soon as like the baby's crying, like people hear a baby cry and like just fucking everybody stops shooting. Like both sides just look and see what the fuck's going on. Like, like, holy shit, it's a baby. And they just safely walk out of there. And as soon as they leave, like the fighting kind of continues back. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Speaking of high power, there is a English high power in there uh, that Clive Owen uh, or yeah, Clive, the one of the guys that kidnaps Clive Owen, my 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 error uh is carrying there's imi jericho beretta 92 which is a lot of the, what the policemen uh use there's old taurus p92 in there uh, it is kind HK. of interesting like like to backtrack a little bit it is kind of interesting that the high powers from english can english considering that's a, a canadian high power well not necessarily if being from the you know uh united kingdom well yeah no no well the the english company is in Canada. They're the ones that produce the high powers for the Canadian military, you know, for uh, World War II and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that it's there. Yeah. Next is uh, HKUSP, which I have a chance to hopefully get a cheap one soon. Um, there's a Smith & Wesson 5906, which I love these little guns. I do. I love the old Smith & Wesson 5900 series. They really are. There's something about them that's very aesthetically pleasing. It kind yes. of does transfer over to the uh, Lionheart series, if you ask me. Yes, absolutely, man. Um, there is the HK Ump 9, uh, which is used by some of the underground movement. Um, there is an HK XM 
eight, which is what the government has, but it's an airsoft replica. Uh, so it's got dummy nice sights from like a G36 and stuff. Uh, and then there's also, of course, a lot of M4 carbines, uh, Kalashnikov variants. Uh, there's a Galil Mar, which is I think is really cool. Uh, and what I tell you, it's something that's kind of cool is that there is um, like one dude in this that is like part of the underground movement that like takes shit a little too far, and uh, he has most of the cool guns. I just want to put that it's like a white guy with dreads. You know what white people dreads look like? What's that? They look like the gr- the Grinch's fan. Dude, so tell me just quick wrong. side story. Tell me I'm wrong. Quick side story. Uh, there is a uh, like one of my old uh, platoon sergeants in the army. Uh, he married like this fucking crazy progressive ultra liberal woke person and like he just kind of like came woke with her uh and she's like they're always like talking about how like you know like white people steal shit from uh you know minorities and all that kind of stuff and guess what hair she's got it's not dreads is it it is dreads i thought that was hilarious i was like you stole that you well i was like you stole that hairstyle from people of color so you need to shut the fuck up but it's appreciation. Oh, really? So you only get it when it's for you. Yep. Uh, there's uh, HKG 36 is in here. Uh, this is pretty cool. There is an L85A1 uh, that's being used by British soldiers in there. Uh, there's HK 21s, uh, LFN L7 GMP and or GPMG, uh, and then a PKM. The PKM is the coolest LMG here. I'm just gonna say that. Yep. PKMs are pretty fucking solid, dude. I mean, like, did you know that the Russians actually made, if I remember correctly, they made a very short-barreled version of the PKM. It's like a six-inch barrel with a 200-round oh, mag. Oh, that short. Yeah, it's like a six-inch barrel. And it's, its purpose in life is for them to be able to rush buildings and chew up walls to kill the hostage takers. Fucking wild. I can like, definitely see the Russians doing some crazy yeah, shit like that. It's fucking crazy. It's kind of like the... Uh, Shoot, you played Modern Warfare. You know the Odin. Yep, they made that because they wanted a a car, a vehicle, or a gun that was easy to get out of a vehicle with that could have uh, that could decrease the amount of collateral damage that there was, and that's how that Jeez. rifle came. And it's that's like a, it's sweet. over fifty cal, I believe. So, no, Mike, you have to watch this movie and tell me what you think. I'm sure you got Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching this tonight. Absolutely. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping the show up. Mike, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's been awesome. Uh, you don't have any social back. medias anymore, do you? I mean, I still have my TechCat Actual on Instagram, but that's about it. Okay, so check out Mike at TechCat Actual on Instagram uh, to keep up with what the fuck Mike's been doing. He just uh, moved his ancient dinosaur cat uh, into his house with him, so I know that's yeah, been on like, there recently. Yeah, she's 23 years old, guys, so she's like 108 in, in cat years. So, yeah, yeah she's old. Uh, so... With that, let's go ahead and start hitting up. You know, check out the Instagram of Facebook, social media, all into a lifestyle. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to. That's the best way to keep up with new podcasts as they're being released. If you can, please leave us a review. Uh, if you leave us a review, shoot us a screenshot, and as soon as it hits, we'll send you some swag. Uh, go ahead and check out our Patreon to a lifestyle. 
podcast on Patreon. Anything you guys gives, it goes directly into the podcast, and we greatly appreciate any support that you guys give us. Uh, and until then, Mike, appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, you can be an infrequent guest on here, uh, or a oh, more yeah, frequent guest, to. if not a co-host. Yeah, be be a, a, a frequent guest, if not a co-host. So, uh, with that, I appreciate it, and y'all keep on enjoying the 2A lifestyle. Bitch, you hurt me.